Yes, indeed. Once again, back is the incredible Rhyme Ant Podcast Animal. <laughs> it's we. <laughs> it's be we. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 26 of Stakes is High. The Black Nerd Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I remain Troy Hunter at Tall Black Guy on all available social media platforms, aka Ill Gates, aka the tall black dude who's all up in your shit and wants to know how you doing. I am Terry Gant, aka Doc Midnight. I assume you'll just tell me how you're doing. I don't really need to ask you. People just tell me. Let's roll up in the streets. Okay. You're just like I'm, I'm feeling doing... all right. I, thank you, mailman. I'm feeling great. Thank you, Streets and Sand Worker. Let's keep it moving. Sprinkling joy all amongst the people, man. Just sprinkle. It's like salt bay. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Twitter Plus 26. Uh, we are going to try something new. We're not going to tell you what it is yet, but we're going to try something new. We're going to see if it works. We're going to see if this works. Ooh, we're going to really see if this works. But let's start the thing off. Let's start it off. We got a list. Let's do stuff. Let's hit our list. Our list is, well, we're going to go with like sort of things we like, which could also be like, normally we'll go to things we like, but we could also talk about a little bit of like what's been up with us. And I think I want to go with what's been up with us because my man Troy has been globetrotting of late, and you all might need to know. Like, if you, if some of y'all, okay, look, I want to believe a lot of y'all out there, y'all get out of like the Chicago area, y'all might get out of Illinois, y'all might go further than the, the the states which directly share borders with Illinois, but some of you don't. And you know, Troy's been over there. He was like straight up in his gators and his his, his like high waisted shorts, boat, shoe, boat, boat shoes. He was <laughs> black men in boat shoes. Holla. <laughs> Hollis, a new shit right there. Troy's getting his Italian job on. Yeah, so, sure. how was it? How, 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 was, how was the land? How was the, Italian how was the land of, like, not quite pizza? Oh, and, man. oh, this is what pasta's like. This is what pasta's supposed to be. Um, yo, for those who don't know, I got married about a month ago. A little less than a month ago. Um, all good. Your man's over here. Uh, did woo, the woo, Yes, your man's woo, over here. Did woo, the ceremony and woo. things. But, you know, I got tons of, tons of, tons of love. Tons of people were like... Your, your man was just, man, I was, I was laughing. I, I cried. The, the folks was crying and things. So your man's hooked it up, did the thing. Afterwards, um, me and my wife went to Italy, uh, went to Rome and Florence. Rome is just a spread out New York City, um, complete with people who cannot drive, but amazingly never get into accidents. Rome is dirtier. And dirtier. Um, <laughs> but your man's every night, bottle of, you know, bottle of the Chianti, which is the, the local wine and everything. Drank good, ate good. Um, went to Florence. Florence is the shit. We were returning to Florence because Florence is the shit. Um, felt good. You know, Did you find a church made of bones? We went by it. And they, were, they, and they, they, they played it. it off real smooth like, oh, just the bones of hundreds of friars. Like, they didn't say, like, <laughs> this is metal as fuck right now, that there are dead motherfuckers that make up this church. They, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. But, like, you know, we, you know piazzas and, and all that kind of thing. And, you know, we sat ate gelato, gelato almost at night, um, got our, get our flavors on and things. And we were just sat and, and chilled. And, and by the time we got back, uh, America's still a big dumpster fire. And... Um, and yeah, that's uh, we true. Had, we we had tried had to get you an impeachment for your wedding, but that just didn't come through. So, Damn. you know, we, we, Amazon is saying it's it's delayed 
you know, Yo. it, you're, the impeachment is like circling the airport, looking for landing clearance. Um, shit, I need that. <laughs> I need that just to ride a gas and crash land right now, cause that's what we on right now. Also, happy Pride weekend to my peoples. Holla at y'all. Was good with y'all. Indeed. All that. Um, but Italy is great. I recommend you do it. Even the people who say who haven't, you know, who who haven't expanded past or you know, Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, I- Iowa. Um, you know, travel is travel is it's a blessing. It's great when you do it. It's great when you can do it. It's great when you can do it with a person that you get along with, that you share the same interests, and most importantly, you get to eat good and drink good. Nothing like it. Was now, my question for you in Italy? I was in Italy. It was 2003. So, um, my question for you in Italy, like in 2018, were there points in which you were the American? Not that I can tell. You know what I mean? Like, like, Not was there I a point tell. where when you were ever asked of your of your Italian hosts, what "Yo, was, what's the deal?" What was funny is that so we went to the Colosseum. That's what you do in Rome. Um, you go to the Colosseum. You go to the Trevi Fountain. Um, and we went to Coliseum, and our tour guide, so they said, all oh, the English-speaking people, get over here, tour guide, whatever, whatever. This dude was, um, his dad was Italian, his mom was black, and he was from Brooklyn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, okay, I mean, I don't, and he was the American. He was like, look, I know, I've been over here like three, like, we've been over here maybe four or five months. I've been trying to go back to the States, but my wife uh, wants us to stay. And she said, you get a job? And I said, well, I can do this. So our man, was, but he was New York walking. Right. Which does not help on cobblestones, on no. these old pay, like hills and shit. Like, yeah. It doesn't help. He was going. He was going. And we couldn't find him. Like he wasn't wearing a flag <laughs> or nothing. And he was like a shorter, like kind of mixed dude. It was just, um, do you, they want to know where he went. And so we're, everybody who was in the tour group was spaced out trying to follow him. Yeah. And so as long as you kept track of the person in front of you, hoping that the person in front of them knew somebody in front of them so you can find dude eventually. Like, dude was just, he was straight Brooklyn scurrying. It's like chasing it was, after Be Real. Oh, the crap. It, was, it was great. It was absolutely great. Um, uh, but no, that was the only time where we were out American. Okay. By the American. <laughs> uh, otherwise, you know, he was just, you know, you know, buongiorno, buongiorno. Um, you know, blah, 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 blah. We want to go to this, this. Oh, okay, English. And so they were, co- right. they were totally they cool with that. They just switched English. They yeah. just switched it up. Uh, we were warned that Florence wasn't going to be as English friendly, but Florence was fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I don't know. Mojitos are a big thing. In, in, they were a big thing in Florence. Okay. I, we were sitting outside at a spot, and I had a drink that, did, that wasn't a mojito, but it had, like, cucumber and some other shit in it, um, a lot of vodka. Um, and it's so it was vodka with cucumber. It was vodka, cucumber. Okay. It was like refreshing and shit, whatever, whatever. And this woman walked by and she looked at my glass. She double took. She did a double take on it, and she said, "Is that a mojito?" No. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she kept going. Like, All right. What, what, what was what mojitos was that? are hot in the streets what, over? In, what was in, that in about? All right. I don't. I don't understand. We're so over mojitos about. right now. I was. was All right. You know, get your rum on, whatever, whatever. But I was just. It was so weird. But then, wow. You know, mojitos were a big thing, and I didn't. So I maybe for why. for drinking in Italy, it's still like you know 2006. Maybe. All right. Maybe. You know, you always got your, always got your wine. Always got your sure. vino. Sure. Um, but as far as alcohol, like it's the the instant you ordered an alcohol that was not 
you know, that was whiskey, that was anything that was not vodka. Yeah. It was 12 bucks. Yeah. Off the rip. Like, you want, you know, a Coke, a can of Coke. People, y'all know how good you have it, even though it's still bullshit. But a thing of Coke is still four euros. Yeah. Like a can. A yeah. can of fucking Coke right. is four euros, which is like maybe like 550 or so, like 475, 550. That's bullshit. Right. Cause I'm like I don't need that's a six coke. Pack. I don't need that's coke a that cheap much. six pack. That's like Dominic's got to run for him for like two for five or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, no, no. We're not doing this. Uh, yeah, fuck all that. But because they don't have high fructose corn syrup, sure, and they're importing everything, then I get it. But I don't need it that badly. But the French were like, "Oh, this is great." The French and Italians and motherfuckers, like, "Oh, this is great." Um, definitely go. Like so we went to Pompeii. Uh, you can see the, uh, Mount Vesuvius. That shit was awesome. Um, just knowing that you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, a lot, on of dead people. a lot of motherfuckers died yeah. because this one. You're, you're standing on dead people. Yeah, it was great. I felt, I felt good. It was history. That was the thing with, with Vesuvius, with the Coliseum. These things have been up for so long, and you're getting to see these things, and like, oh, I'm actually in this thing where they're still figuring out how shit worked. Yeah. They're still figuring out, like, oh, you know, there were sails across the Coliseum, so then when the sun went over, you would move like these kind of sails so people wouldn't get sunburned. Right. Like, oh shit, like you're learning these things and but you're in it. Like, wow, like I'm actually in my fun Coliseum, like right now. This is this is wild. Um, but like I say, tra- travel is great. Um, I recommend Italy. Italy, like so we, oh, we, we ate so good. Um, drank so good too. Um, it was a good time. It was All a good right. time. I definitely recommend that shit. Bet. All right. All right, so um, give me something you into. Give me uh, anything you into musically. Um, musically, I went ahead, and I will say this does not suck. I'm going to preface it. I, it does not suck. The new Beethoven, the Carters. <laughs> okay. It I, does I, I not wouldn't suck. imagine it would suck. I don't know why. Yeah. It doesn't suck. I, I, I wouldn't have thought that this would suck. Um, if Beyonce is involved in it these days, I think like suckitude is not even like in the same fucking realm anymore. Not really. Like I, honestly, I think that now like Jay Z is an employee of Beyonce. <laughs> I mean, this is what's happening here. Like he's like middle management for Beyonce. I guess you know if you want to talk to her, you talk to me first. I don't know. Maybe it is. Perhaps, but somebody can go right around him. Like, oh, you got the kids. That's it. Good on you. <laughs> hey Beyonce, let's make some money. You know. But now they then make your money together. Um, the I'm so and the album does is EP because no one makes albums anymore. Nobody makes albums anymore. <laughs> it's, seven, it's seven songs. It doesn't suck. It really doesn't. And I'm not perturbed by it. I never really thought I'd buy anything Beyonce related because I'm just Beyonce does singing things and yes. I don't really care that hard. Um, but the that that synthesis between Beyonce and what Jay Z has become. Because Jay-Z is like a dad rapper now. Dad, Jay-Z's talking about giving shit to his kids. Yeah. Jay-Z's talking about, and he, he said one thing. Is he fatter Will Smith? No. Because Will Smith is a dad rapper. Will Smith is active. The second he became an actor, he became a dad rapper. Thing is, we'll see, Will Smith is, is more active. Okay. Jay-Z doesn't do anything. Like, at least He's Will like Smith the head of something, something for Puma now. Yeah, he, he, gets, he gets to do a thing. I guess that's true. Basketball. Yes. He gets to recruit, like, ball players to wear shoes. Again, yeah. he's middle management. He's, he may be. Yeah. I mean, at least Will Smith is like, you know, you see him running, doing some yeah. shit. Jay-Z isn't sitting. He's, do that. he's no. sitting around. No. He's, yeah. he's not doing it. Um, but he's a dad. No one he, ever sees like Slick Rick run like a half marathon or some shit. Yeah. Or like get some escape shoes the zombie hordes. Right up. Or yeah, it's not a thing. Yeah. Not, no, he's not. You know, you know, romancing like the random older white chick. 
who's like the president's daughter or some shit. Like, no, nobody's doing that. Okay. Will Smith is, that's his lane. That's his lane, yeah. Jay-Z's in his other lane, like dad rap and talking about, you know, doing stuff for his kids. And this is how I used to be, hint, which is 25 years ago was dead president. Like, yeah. okay, we get it. Yeah. We understand. Um, but it doesn't suck. Um, I did have, so the first single is completely filmed in the Louvre. And here's my thing with the Louvre. Louvre is some bullshit. Um, <laughs> the Louvre is overrated as fuck. Um, well, you saw the Sistine Chapel, and I call that overrated. Oh, the Sistine Chapel is fucking awesome, though. Please. One dude did that shit, dude. Yeah, one dude painted the ceiling. It was very small, and it's way the hell up there, and it hustled it's you the fuck small. through. It's not small. Oh, see, it's that's smaller the thing. than I thought it was going to be. We got up at 7 I'm in the good. morning. Yeah. Was at the, we were at the Vatican at 730. We're in the Sistine Chapel at 750, where there was just about 50 people in there. Yeah. And you could look around. Be, we sat in there for like an hour. Back in the day, if you, got, if you were in Italy and 50 people went to a mass, they canceled that shit. Because there was like nobody showing up. There was no turnout. They wouldn't have a mass if you only get 50 damn people in the fucking place. Yo, I'm just saying. There's so many sinners in Rome. Like, but, nope. But no, but the way, I, I, I hear the way Catholicism is set up. You can go say you're sorry and be good. But you got to get in there first. The Sistine Chapel, early ass in the morning, nobody's in there. We were able to stay there for an hour, not have to do the penguin dance. The Yeah. And we were free to look. It's huge. It's fucking monumental. And the fact that one dude fucked up his neck, fucked up his back, and fucked up his eyesight doing it on the command of a pope is just kind of hilarious to me. Oh, sure. I, I will absolutely say that it is a testimony to human misery. Yes, that is a thing. <laughs> Totally. Somebody was absolutely not capable of their own fucking destiny. They were hoping to get paid for a job that did not necessarily have a seven, like eight hour work week and weekends off. Yes, that is totally the truth. I, I can absolutely but go for that. He didn't want to do it. I don't he believe said, lots of those motherfuckers want to no, be no, slaves. No, no. Michael did not want to do the chapel. He says painting is for lesser artists and women. Ooh. I'm not writing for Michelangelo. No, I'm, I'm just saying, saying that's how the shit works. When you actually, from all the buildup, the Pope was like, see it, fuck that, you do that. Well, you can also have you murdered, so you got to <laughs> do what you got to do. You know. There's also, a whole lot of murdering Popes back then, from what I understand. Yeah. We're, we're up to the Catholics. What's up? Pope murder Popes. <laughs> murder Popes. To the murder Popes. Battle Popes. Warren Ellis, Battle I just gave you your next book. If you're listening, Is murder Popes. As opposed to, there's a Battle Pope already. Yeah, that shit sucked. <laughs> Moving right along. Damn. Okay. Give me the Louvre. Uh, Give Louvre. me the, the giant, the, the, the pyramidal building. Yeah. That, uh, the Louvre is overrated as fuck. Um, <laughs> no, it's, that's just the entrance. I just like, I like hearing you say the Louvre is overrated. I said it. It's like packed with like the world's fucking art. And like the no, Louvre no, no. is some bullshit. Who gets to say this shit is art? Because that and the fact that. Oh, wait, wait. really? Are we going to who gets to say it's art? Look, okay, you know what? Oh. I can bring it. I can bring on some art historian shit if you want me to. But this is my thing. Certain people throughout history have gotten yes. to say that's art, that's not. Yes. Okay. If we're talking about in the context of the video where basically black people were dancing in the Louvre, hooray. Oh, whatever. you mean for the, okay, okay. Okay, I no, I'm, I'm tying it back. You're, tying, it, back. you're tying it to the Jay-Z video. I'm tying it back. Gotcha. Tying okay. it back. Yep. okay. So the whole thing about, because not 10 minutes after that fucking video came out was, a, was an art history centered piece about right. how this video was... Not capitalizing, but making a statement about black people in Western art. Sure. 
the Louvre being the crown jewel of, of Western, well, of Western yep. art. And I went, okay. I went to the Louvre. Lucky enough to go to the Louvre. Lucky enough, I was, I was in the room with Mona Lisa where all these motherfuckers are basically around this like eight and a half by 11 joint yep. staring at. Okay, right. fine. I walked through the Louvre. It's crowded as fuck. I get it. Huge canvases of master paintings. Basically, people who were dedicating hours, days, months, years of their lives to do a big thing. I'm good with that. But you're not going to tell me because it's here, that's what you should be saying is art. Sure. Also, the fact that... It's the it's Sistine Chapel for money laundering. <laughs> also, that the, the two rooms they had for the African yeah. and America's art <laughs> okay. were closed. <laughs> So we're like, wow. <laughs> there are no black people. There are no we people of color move. in the shit. You we know, see. you you whitewashed even the whitewashing. Right. <laughs> I get the fact. I mean, I can look. I can look at some. You know, some somebody. Oh, this is a master, and say, okay, you know yeah. what? Line, light, yeah. shadow. I'm right. good with that. Okay. But you're not going to tell me this stuff is better than that stuff over there because right. it happens to be housed because in this it's place. physically right here, right, right. I got no. Fuck all that. No, because. Particularly we, when you can get to the Art Institute of Chicago it, just about any day of the week and see, like, the history of fucking Hot art. shit. Right, yeah, You know, yeah. with various people. And my thing about art history is the fact that somebody has to say, yo, this is bomb shit. Right. We should put it somewhere. And I understand that these people have pretty much ignored the entire continent, ignored a bunch of people who, well, had other shit to do. Right. And still trying to build up like, oh, you know, these are masters. Nah, I mean, they did. I mean, they thing. may have been masters. They did but the, the thing. But the people who are deciding what goes in are the ones who are deciding what you know about art, effectively. So yeah. while it's not like the stuff that's in the Louvre aren't made by masters for people or people who should be considered masters, it is really about how it's presented, the story that's basically being told by it being presented. Yeah. So therefore, it is just one narrow ass, very Anglo ass view of what the, the history of art is mm-hmm. in this yeah. world. Yeah. yeah. So fuck it. Yeah, that's my thing. And, yeah. But you know, but I just wanted you to. I just want to hear you articulate it. That's okay. All. Okay. I'm, I wasn't disagreeing I'm with you. I just needed to. I wanted it out loud so we can go in a bit. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Just fuck all that. Because I, I, I was. I'm really. We got a spot here in Chicago that I think I'll put up against anybody's shit anywhere. So you know, to me, I can no. I I, I, I fucks with it. I fuck also if y'all can. The Art Institute right now is having a retrospective of Charles White. Um, who was a painter, artist, like in that same vein with the Gordon Parks. Um, he was a master draftsman. That's on right now, and it's going to be at the Art Institute until September. Go see that shit. That shit is nice. Get that it. shit is nice. 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 They ain't got it at the Louvre. That's for the goddamn sure. But they probably, don't, they probably don't think he's an artist. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, fuck all that. So fuck the Louvre. And the whole... You know, oh, you know, these are black people dancing in the Louvre. So what does that say about? Doesn't say a goddamn thing. All it says, it says is that they were black famous enough were, to get their asses in the Louvre in order to do a music video. How much do you think it costed to rent the Louvre for a day? Quite a bit. Seventeen thousand dollars. Yeah, that's more. That's quite a bit. Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> for us, yes. Yeah. Maybe for for the bay. But so here's the thing about the seventeen thousand dollars to rent the Louvre for a day. While it might cost that to rent the Louvre for a day, how often is the Louvre taking seventeen thousand dollars to do it? Like, to me, know. that's like, it, because if it's only $17,000, a lot more videos will be made in the Louvre. Yeah. If you ask me. It's you know some, what I'm saying? It is some additional shit, but right. like, the, the start to combo right. is seventeen grand. Yeah. Then you got to pull in all your shit. And, and the fact that 
Also, what's kind of funny about the whole thing is the fact that this was done, nobody heard about it. Right. So it was right after Kanye did his whatever latest shit was, and then Beyonce just made an announcement like, here's an album, have a nice weekend. And she dropped it on Saturday, and people went, ah, shit. What was the thing Kanye did? He knock over, like, a bottle of pills no, and, like, fall yeah. down the stairs? No, um, uh, he made some more statements. Okay. Um, he, really, he did a thing with uh, Kid Cudi, who, eh, whatever, Oh, that's right. Whatever. He tried to ruin Kid Cudi's career, yeah. Okay. Um, but he, he produced his last album. There was an album in it? There's an album. There's an album for Kid Cudi. Was it, Cudi. like, did he just hit, like, record and just, like, record him zipping and unzipping Maybe. his shirt? Maybe. Okay. Uh, I haven't listened to it, don't care. Doing his laundry. Uh, Kid Cootie has uh, apparently a song about um, memorializing Kurt Cobain, because Kurt Cobain was a huge musical influence. Those of you who are listening to this but not watching live, I just raised my eyebrows so fucking high. <laughs> like, it's there. <laughs> okay. There's a Kurt Cobain tribute joint right. on the album. About. Um, but yeah, with that. fuck Kanye. Anyway, but the fact that Kanye did all the bullshit Basically, to publicize an album, and like Beyonce just came in, like, and no one knew it was coming. Yeah. And the fact that she can, she has a, a group of people around her who either are really tied by NDAs, yeah, or really like believe in the shit. So the Louvre didn't say anything, no one said anything, and then all of a sudden on the Saturday, like, here's an album, here's a video, bam, and shit just exploded. So it's a definite, cha- it's a definite. Some people believe the best publicity is just any. Some people like we're just gonna keep giving you shit, give you good stuff, and let you let you absorb it. Sure. We're not saying a whole lot about it. Just here you go, y'all, y'all, y'all do amongst yourselves. Right, right, right. And I'm totally good with that. And that's the thing. Like I didn't because Beyonce's not my lane. Jay Z's my lane, but Beyonce isn't. But the fact that now they're collaborating and doing a thing, fine. I'm okay. What are y'all doing? Like how's this working? Because you know, we were we were gifted the '90s, where rapper and random R&B act, sure. R&B act would sing, rapper come with a verse, yeah, they would sing again in the yeah. song, and like that was the formula. Okay, how are you guys doing it? The same way, for the most part, but it doesn't suck, right? I, I'm, 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 I didn't see it coming. That's just me. All right, word, cool, All right. What you got, man? What Musically, you- um, I am giving. So there's a band called Circus Maximus. They're like a Norwegian, uh, 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 um, like power metal, progressive metal thing. I they've come across my Spotify several times in the past, and usually whenever it's like, hey, you might like Circus Maximus, I click on it, and I start playing it, and I'm like, no, I don't like Circus Maximus. And the reason is because it they sound like if you listen to bands like Porcupine Tree or you listen to like uh, Dream Theater bands like that, there's a certain like high level that those dudes are working and then you start working with other bands who are like in that vein and you're like well they're not they're not as good as these other bands i like but if there's a day that comes around where you start with this band instead of going to the dudes who are the best at it they're actually not so bad at all i've discovered right so like i've been i've been listening like older circus maximus albums like but without listening to things i really already love because if i start listening to something i already love i'm not going any further I just stop right there. Yeah, right, right. Right? So now, Circus Maximus has an album that came out probably, I don't know, um, in the late 2000s called Nine. And I keep listening to most of it over and over again because I re- I'm really enjoying it. And they have an album called Havoc that I'm listening to. Now, it's called Havoc, but you, it's not really like a, you know, death metal thing. That's not really what they do. What they do is more of like, you know, if you could imagine that somebody wanted to make an album that was about like Da Vinci or like, you know, 
some fucking like Galileo type shit, but they were doing it with like prog metal or whatever with like clean vocals and no growliness and you know, every song sounded like somebody was making like, you know, four different parts. Each part was a different fucking song with like symphonic elements and shit. This is kind of what they do, right? But if you're listening to like a band like Iron Maiden that's really established, that's super tight, what they do that has all these hits, you're never gonna get down this far to these guys. So on days when I'm listening to these dudes, I have to like make sure I start here. Okay. So I can really just let it happen. Okay. And that's gotta be okay. 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 And I've been enjoying that. And, um, uh, a band called Angra that I've talked to you about before, I think, on this podcast. Um, their last album was called Secret Garden. Their newest album is called Omni. And I'm really digging it. It took a while to grow on me because uh, Kiko Luiero, uh, their lead guitar player, quit the band. He left the band not in a huff or anything, but he got um, he auditioned for Megadeth and got in. So okay. he joined Megadeth, and he's been with that those guys for like a couple years now. So it, it kind of, Secret Garden as an album was so good. They're a Brazilian uh, um, um, prog metal and power metal kind of thing, which means that they bring like the operatic vocals of a band like Dream Theater, but also with rhythms that might come from more like you might expect from like a traditional Brazilian band. Okay. Right? So their drums and their 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 rhythm section is straight kind of almost kind of like a metal samba sometimes that you just don't you you know, you're not if you're just like a metal dude, yeah. you gotta get ready for it because there's gonna be some times where they do like an extended jam and that's happening. Right? But when Kiko left the band, I was like, ooh, man, I what what the hell's gonna happen? Well, apparently Brazil's got a lot of excellent fucking players because the dude who's replaced them, they haven't missed a beat, right? Their Omni is actually not that fucking, it's not bad at all. And when they really just wanna play speed metal, it's fantastic. So I'm kinda digging that. And then last week I was in an anthrax mood, right? I was like, you know, I was, I was thinking, you know, let me just, let me go make some, some playlists of like classic bands and do like some best ofs and shit and just see if I can, I don't want it to be like 50 albums, 50 songs long or 120 songs long. What if it's just like, you know, 40 songs, 35 songs, something like that. Just get to the discography of band and see what Spotify's got. And I got the Anthrax and I was like, there's a lot of recent Anthrax I just wasn't really fucking with, right? And Anthrax is like a traditional kind of big four thrash band. Yeah. You know, like they're normally like, in, in pop culture, they're like lumped in with Metallica, Megadeth, and Slayer. Yeah. When they're not like those bands at all, really musically, yeah. they're thrashy, but they're not a Metallica. You know what I mean? That's okay. not what they do, okay. right? And and the last, I would say like five years worth of music is a big departure from any of the rest of their music in terms of like quality of songwriting. They wrote some good heavy shit and like putting it on now, because sometimes you get a, you're, you're, you're one of your favorite bands drops a new album and you start playing, you're like, I don't know what the hell I'm listening to. Like what, I just kind of want the last shit I like. Yeah, yeah. That's a thing we got, right? Like, yeah, yeah. oh man, I can't wait for this new album to drop because I like that last album so much and you hit play and you're like, this is different. Damn, uh, <laughs> this is different. I know it's the same band because I hear that singer and I hear that guitar player and I hear that drummer, but what, what is this? No, nah, I'm not ready for that. You just go back to the old shit. Yeah. And I hate being that dude, but now it's, I feel like natural. if it's gonna take you three or four years to make a damn album, you need to get me immediately, right? I don't because if it takes you three or four years to make an album and I don't and I don't dig it immediately, it's gonna take me a year to listen to it, right? You're not helping yourself at all, right? Like that kind of sucks. So. Like, I'm giving more recent Anthrax shit a try, and I'm actually digging it. Um, the last album was called For All Kings. So anybody else who's an Anthrax fan, you heard that shit two years ago. I was angry two years ago, right? But I'm back. I'm here, right? You, they got me now, right? You're here now. Okay. Okay. I'm here now. Okay. 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 Musically, that's really it. That's, uh, for the most part, I think it's been, it's been some, like, like, straight, like, killer Norwegian prog shit because I just, I want extended songs with, like, 
you know, really brutal ass like speed metal like sections and, and then that shit just stops abruptly and then you get like an opera and then the opera ends and there's like a funk breakdown or like some fucking Brazilian like rhythm shit and then we're back to like the speed metal shit, right? That's kind of, I need that in my life at this point, right? <laughs> um, the other thing that I don't know if I've talked about since the last time we were doing it, since the last podcast, we probably haven't talked about it because the last podcast was right before you got married. Yes. All right. So in the gym, I'm doing more running, right? Okay. I'm doing more running. The, the, I downloaded an app that, uh, shout out to Betsy. Betsy uh, uh, put me on a couple years ago, but I didn't actually use it then. But I'm using it now. It's called Zombies Run, which is basically an app that you put on your phone when you're at the gym or when, you, when you're running outside, right? Because it has settings that work for being outside running where the GPS is tracking you through wherever you're running. Or you're on the treadmill and it's just counting steps. Right. But either way, the idea is, is you're a character in a story, right? <laughs> And a zombie apocalypse has happened, okay. right? And you're coming in on a helicopter, bringing supplies to a settlement surrounded by zombies, and your helicopter gets shot down with an RPG, right? But you got a headset, and you're communicating with somebody in, in, in the outpost that you're trying to reach, and they can see from where they are where the zombies are, and you can't because you, you're like, you don't know the layout of town. Right. And they're like, hey, runner five, so hey, oh shit, can you hear me? Wave your arms, you can hear me because we can see you. And you, you know, you're not waving your arms. They're like, oh, we see you. All right, check it out. Um, yeah, look, uh, you're you're just on the other side of the shopping mall. The shopping mall, that shopping mall is filled with zombies. You need to get away from that shopping mall. Run west. Nope, don't run west. Run east, right? Okay, then you're running east because you're just going wherever yeah, you're yeah, going, right. right? So they're like, okay, run east, but just get it going, right? And as you start to run, your music begins to play, okay. right? And then you'll get like two songs into your music, and it will stop, and it'll be like a story element that'll be like, okay, oh. uh, for where you're at right now, all right, you're, you're by some trees or whatever. You can chill there for a minute. You could like catch a breath or whatever you need to right, do. Right, right. Um, and then the little, the little computer voice would be like, uh, collected some batteries, collected a signal flare, collected some trousers. You know, I've collected a lot of sports bras, apparently. Like, <laughs> I've got like nine fucking sports bras and eight pair of pants, you know, collected a bottle of water, some batteries. And like every, every episode of Zombies Run, like if you're paying for Zombies Run, I guess you could just download the whole fucking story mode and shit, right? Okay. But I'm doing it for free. Yeah, yeah. So basically it's like every day... You can activate a new story, right? Okay. What it will tell you at the end is it will tell you how far you've run, what your average speed was. It'll give you all kinds of information. Betsy tells me the whole point of collecting all the shit is that you are gonna you, you can start your own settlement at some point. Oh. Right. But what you what you're learning episode to episode is there there are warring settlements. There's other characters that are involved. Yeah. Right, you never have to talk or do anything. Yeah, yeah. You're just basically you go do this thing, right? Sometimes you'll be like, okay, usually it gives me like two songs, so it only give you one song. It might let you go three songs. Okay, right? You get to determine what the playlist is. Like you choose the playlist on your phone. Okay, I find choosing a playlist on my phone to be better than using Spotify. Okay, because somehow, if you use a playlist on your own phone, when the story mode breaks in, it waits until your song is over. If you're using Spotify or Google Play or Apple Play or something like that, yeah. it will break that shit in the middle of a song. Now, when that story mode is over, your song picks back up. Okay. That's some weird shit. Because yeah, I don't want to be interrupted in the middle of a guitar solo. Right. Especially if it's like Maiden or some shit, right? I got Adrian Smith and fucking Dave Murray going at it. And then suddenly it's like somebody's got to stop and tell me, oh, you got to get to that, like, that research antenna. And then the other commentator that's in the story mode, they feud a lot between them. Right? You know? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't need that. But Zombies Run is fun. It's it's cool. Okay. You know? Okay. I might have to get new running shoes because of it, though, because I'm running in my K-Swiss and shit. And I might have, like, yeah. got myself some ankle tendonitis or some yeah, shit. Yeah, don't do that shit. You know? 
But I'm basically like, it'll work like if, let's say you're at the gym and you're just doing a row. You're on a rowing machine. Yeah. You set it for the same kind of thing. Like you, you just huh. estimate what your steps would be and you just row your ass off. You just have three, four miles of rowing in or whatever the hell, right? And it's cool. I dig zombies run. All right, bet. It's all about that shit. Bet. We, we about trying to get the fuck away from zombies. Hell yeah. All right. You're trying to get away from zombies. All and there's clever ass ways too. Like the, yes, they definitely. come up with all kinds of shit. This is, this game is cool. That's hilarious. That yeah. shit is hilarious. Yeah, I like it. All right, I'm gonna have to get off the couch for that shit. Or was there a treadmill in crib? Uh, no. All right, just get off the couch. Yeah. I mean, you can walk through the neighborhood with it, like, or like walk around campus. Let's say. Ha. Uh, you know. I saw. I see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're going I with. I'm just saying. I'm, I, I see where you're going. With. <laughs> Be aware of your surroundings at all times, Tom Black. All times. <laughs> all times. Uh, what you, you you caught any TV lately you found out? Um, TV, like the only thing where like once Luke Cage dropped, that was it. So um, episode 11 out of 13, uh, can't mainline. Try not to mainline it. Try to, you know, three or four episodes at a time. I'll get done with it this week for death. Um, I'm liking it. Um, it's definitely going. It's, it is better than season one. Um it is better than season one. It's better than season one. Season one was kind of a, I was excited. I mean, still I still enjoyed it, but it was a low bar. Um, I will say I was able going back to music. I downloaded um, Gary Clark Jr. Yep, was in it. Yep, and so I'm like shit, I was really in. You might dig Gary Clark. I do dig Gary okay. Clark because I went and bought okay. uh, two joint Derek, Gary Clark Jr. joints. I'm enjoying the shit out of them. And Gary uh, Clark's who I think Lenny Kravitz was always trying to be. But like a but it's Gary Clark don't suck. Gary Clark, that's true. But Gary Clark is like forty something. Like yeah. Gary Clark, see the thing with, with with Blue, see that's the thing. Lenny Kravitz probably didn't want that. Lenny Kravitz probably wanted to be like, you know, the pop symbol kind of thing. Yes. And Gary Clark seems perfectly happy. And Gary Clark can actually write songs. And just do the blues shit. Also, if you do a killer version of if of if trouble were money, I'm yeah. done. I'm in. Yep. I am in. I will buy your shit. I love that. I think Gary Clark can cover anybody shit and make it dope. You that know. shit was nice. I yeah. bought the live album. is nice. I've copped the live album. Go cop the Gary Clark joint. Somebody who I did not cop, anybody with the last name Marley. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it, yeah. fam. Don't do it. I see, yeah. Yeah, don't. It, it's a thing that, that tends to happen because a lot of cats, it's like it's it, you're constantly like chasing sand, right? Like, you're picking up sand, it's running through your fucking fingers. You can remember when Bob Marley's shit was like the shit. And you want every Marley that comes up. And there's more fucking Marleys than there are members of the Jets, right? Like, you, you want all the Marleys to be on point. And the truth is, they're just a lot of fucking Marleys. A lot right? of them. There's a lot of damn Marleys. I've had more enjoyment out of some of these Marleys on things that had nothing to do with music, right? That I've had yeah. listening to any, any of the music coming across for me. But, like, I ain't, like... You know, I think there was a Marley in one of the, you, right? That's, that's and, and, and that song, he actually did well playing that song. In fact, that guitar bit that he was doing, he was killing it, right? He was killing it. I just kind of feel like, man, I don't know. Like, it's like having funk music and somebody always having to go find a descendant of George fucking Clinton, you know? Like, that that can't really be a thing. Like, no, nobody, nobody's asking fucking Ozzy Osbourne's son to actually be in their band. Like, no one's doing that, you know? No no one's doing that. Like, at some point, just because just because your old man was, like, that dude. Yeah. Like, but they can all play, and they can all sing, yeah. and they can all write. 
they're just not their dad, and that's kind of the curse of it. Yeah, right. That's true. That's the, that's just sort of the curse of it. If the if the Marleys if the Marleys that come from fucking like Detroit or Cincinnati, we'd have a different situation here because they'd come from a big city or a medium sized city instead of like this island that's like romanticized in black culture so damn much, right? And you want it like, remember you remember Julian Lennon? Maybe. John Lennon sucked. Yes. They tried to make Julian Lennon damn near a beetle, right? Like that kid, I'm, at some point, I'm sure he just couldn't wait to get the fuck out of the music industry, right? Because sometimes, man, the kid ain't going to be his dad, no, right? Mm-hmm. And none of those Marleys are the dad. No. And none of those Marleys are even like the other dudes in the band that <laughs> really made that shit work. But we can't let it go because they're Marleys. Yeah. You know? It's the, the curse of the surname. It pretty much is. It's like Michael Jordan's kid trying to play basketball. Nope. Just go into marketing. Because like, he's probably, a, if you played him one-on-one, he'd probably beat your ass, right? right? But compared to what everybody thinks he has to be, yeah. he's never going to be good. Yeah. Right? Like, there are people right now in, in, in college just waiting for LeBron James's kid to get there. LeBron James' kid is 13 and almost dumped. Apparently. I know. Thank you, ESPN. Thank you, 24-hour news sports thing. I only really brought that shit up because I know Arian's listening. He's going to want to hear something about basketball. LeBron James got laid and knocked up a woman, and he had a kid, and his kid's 13, Arian. There. Basketball. I think he knows that. But, okay, basketball. (laughs) There you go. All right, then. LeBron James is also responsible for his own damn misfortunes in the playoffs. And it's the fact that his team sucked all year. I blame LeBron James for all that. You were watching hockey. You didn't see any of that. I saw a bit of it. Because, actually, the Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals was during my wedding. That's actually true. There were a lot of people at your wedding. People <laughs> who were at the bar watching the game. I forgot about that. That happened. After the game was first. over, they came in. Yeah, they danced first. They, you know, they danced first. They were, yeah, yeah. They went and saw like the last four or five minutes of the game. Then they came yeah. back and danced some more. So it was yeah, good. I remember thinking, fuck, LeBron keeps playing. Great. And then, you know, went and partied some more. You know? What That's else can fine. you do? That's fine. Boom. That's, it works for us. That's totally. Fine. Absolutely. Fine. You know? People got got up on that uh, um, free bar, Fact. open bar, word up. Um, the Expanse, I've talked about it before. It is the best sci-fi show on television. Right. It was canceled this year. Uh, sci-fi Channel dropped it. Yes. But the very next week, Amazon picked it up. Yes. So it's saved. Hooray! Huzzah! All is right in television land again, because it, there should not be a TV season that goes by that does not have the Expanse in it. It's that damn good. Okay. You know. That's, that's, that's big. You've never started it. I haven't. We got to fix that. <laughs> I listen to Sky Zoo. You got to watch The Expanse. <laughs> like. <What> are you- <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's our trade as friends. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I would just like. Okay. All right. You know what? You know what? For that. Because we're on some bullshit right now. Yes. Yes. Because you, you made a bullshit self-equivalence. I'm going to do that now. Well, I mean, I just equated like a TV show's three seasons to the 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 eight years we've been friends and you've been pumping Sky Zoo. Yes. Fine. <laughs> I exactly did I'm that. I'm going to do thing. that now. I'm going to do All that right. shit now. I didn't say I listened to Sky Zoo. Now you got to listen to 20 years of Dream Theater. That's true. You know? That's like true. one I mean, Sky the way Zoo album is like half a Dream Theater album. But wait, you've been talking about like they released an album every three or four years anyway. Dream Theater? Dream Theater? Yeah, they might. Well, usually there's like live albums in between. And before Mike Portnoy left the band, their members basically did other bands in between their albums. So if you just wanted like albums by bands related to Dream Theater, you've got fucking 50 albums on your hands. What are you doing? And yeah, 
It's like it's like they're like jazz dudes, right? Like you know, the Thelonious Monk trio might be these guys, right? But then, what yeah, are those no guys, guys doing? Do they're all yet. doing quintets and trios and quartets and shit, right? Like yeah, and then the, then the Roots become the fucking Tonight Show band, and it's all Thelonious Monk's fault. Like yeah, it's that. Oh, yeah. That's what ends up happening. Oh, also Black Thought dropped the joint. Black Thought, greatest of all time, top three MC. Did oh, an album. Cause man, we about to have an argument. We about to have a hip hop MC argument. Mm -hmm. Because you said greatest of all time. And I was like, go blasphemy. But then you said top three. Top three. And I don't know if I would do that, but it's hard for me to not do it. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? All I care is who's number one, and that's Rakim Allah. <laughs> so Black Thought can have three. That's fine. I don't even know who's two. I don't give a shit. I'd probably say Black Thought would be two. I, I think he's awesome. I let him do. He's anyway, amazing. Yes. Top Black three, Th I'll give him that. And apparently Black Thought is doing a series of joints each album he does he's working with a producer so it's going to be a whole like thing this will the first one with Knife Wonder then there's going I'm to be in. some DJ Premier there's I'm going in. to be some other shit there's going to be some and Thought is awesome the wordplay is awesome um, every interview so they do with him is awesome so this happened yet? Like, so no he's, it's he's out doing it. the okay, first one's right. out okay alright um, the first one's not the first one is volume one okay um, um, I think it's called Train, Words of Thought or Trains of Thought something like that um that shit is nice. She's nice. Um, so yes, I've been pumping that. All right, do that shit. Um, no, we're not having a hip hop argument. But when was the last rock? When's the last time you listened to Rakim Allah? Uh, a week ago, Wednesday. I put on Eric B and Rakim. Eric B for president. <laughs> I was pissed off about the kids in the cages. I was like, I need another president. It's <laughs> the closest I can get on Spotify. Eric B. President. <laughs> okay, I respect it. I respect it. Well, like, that's what I'll do. Like, Rakim, like, I, I tend to, that, that one album, the 18th letter, or whatever it was, I can only listen to, like, half of that, because the other half ain't that good to me. And then I just go back to the old shit, and, you know. Since I walk out of the house, and I'll be thinking about, like, I will, I will be thinking of hip-hop when I'm going, you know, choosing what I'm going to listen to, like, on my front porch, right? If it's going to be hip-hop, I'll go to, like, Sometimes it'd be like, you know, most deaf. It'd be like uh, uh, New World Water or some shit like that, right? Okay. Or sometimes it'd be like Know the Ledge or Follow the Leader, right? And then there's other times where it's like, oh, man, maybe I'll listen to something by one of these artists that's more recent, and I just can't do it a lot. Okay. Right? I'm not feeling it. I got you. Yeah. No, I got you. We, but we, we, with Rakim. But we, 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 we have already talked about you got to start there. Yep. Because you don't want to end yep. there. Right. I got you. Right. I got you. Right. I'm there with it. I'm there with it. I got it. All right. I got it. And... Let us do the comics joint. Comics Because the thing that is monumental in our industry has happened. Ooh. Also, let me put a right. thing. Um, I understand Gail Simone wrote Domino. Yeah, she's writing Domino. She's writing Domino. Um, and Plastic Man. I'm not, I picked up Domino. Okay. Not picking up Plastic Man. Okay. Um, I'm enjoying Domino. Um, didn't know really what I was expecting there. Uh, I have not seen, I had not seen Deadpool 2 yet. And my involvement with Domino as a character has been very spotty. Sure. Over the past 10, 15 years? No pun intended. Ha ha! <laughs> I see what you did there. Do you see it? Um, so, I'm, I'm enjoying it right now. I got a cop first three issues. Sure. Um, I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm good with that. This is going. This is going. But go ahead with the, with the topic. I know the topic is near so, and here. Last week, DC Comics announced that it had partnered with Walmart to do a series of anthology comics uh, 
based that are uh, uh, um, they're sort of like licensed property. Like they, in, in terms of like saying, there's one that will be called the Batman 100 Page Giant, the Justice League 100 Page Giant, the Superman 100 Page Giant, et cetera, et cetera. They're gonna put these in Walmart. They're gonna be five bucks a piece. They're gonna be 100 pages, either 100, 80 pages or 100 pages, one or the other. And you'll be able to get them in Walmart. And what they're going to contain is like four to six stories of stories that have happened in the past. Okay. So like the first issue for the Batman, like it's the first issue of like Batman's New 52 debut, some other important Batman issue, some other important Batman issue, and then one original story by Brian Michael Bendis, let's say, right? Okay. Right. Um, a lot of people are up in arms because uh, there's original content by top creators going in each of these books. Okay. Like one story. That right? nobody else can get. That nobody else can get unless you go to Walmart and get the joke, right? Um, my... My, so people have been asking me what I think about this thing. Walmart's going to have comics. They're going to have uh, uh, significant anthology comics. They're going to have big reprint comics. Right. So here's my thing. Um, as a fan and as a retailer, because they're, sometimes they're completely separate, but sometimes they actually do align. And in this case, I'm for it mostly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to say I'm like 80% there. Now, here's the 80% I'm there with. There is... Nothing but lots of talk about how the comic book industry needs to grow its audience. Right. Right. And for the most part, when major companies tried to grow their, when they recognized they needed to grow their audience, they only went with it as long as the thing they used to grow their audience was actually selling. Right. When they perceived the thing they were using to grow their audience wasn't selling, they dropped it like a hot fucking potato. And this thing they've always done. So to big publishers, they believe that the only people who ever read comics are white dudes. Yeah. Typically also Young. older white dudes. Okay. They're, they're, discounting a lot of times the fact they were discounting that the young adult market is the fastest growing in our industry mm -hmm. and that women and young people and minorities buy a fuck ton of comics, right? Right. The only thing this requires is that you have access to a comic shop, right? right? Generally, you have to find a comic book retailer unless you read them online. If you're reading comics online exclusively, for the most part, let's say there's no comic shop, and you take out what Marvel and DC offer, there is a whole slew of diverse characters and diverse creators out there waiting to take your money and at that point everyone is practically even right i keep meeting a lot of people who are in the web comics that i've never heard of that have big followings yeah i keep noticing that we're at in 2018 we are so much closer as a fan you are so much closer to the creators of content oh totally right than you ever were before like right. you're so close to creators and their content at this point that if you didn't know comic shops were a thing and you wanted to collect comics on a hard drive but weren't even fucking with the big two, you, you could be plenty fucking happy. You would only be upset when your favorite artist or writer from the internet went to the big two and then weren't doing the kind of shit you wanted them to do. Right. Right? Right. So if we're not, since we can't trust the big two <laughs> to, to recognize that this market is not just white dudes buying comics. You, you really can't trust they're gonna, that they're going to stick with it because at the next fucking board meeting six months from now, right, they might just say, well, Squirrel Girl dropped below 25,000 copies. Or they might say Cyborg dropped below 20,000 copies. Or they might say Black Firestorm dropped below 28,000 copies. Let's just move those guys along. And then they're going to bring back more white dudes in costume that you weren't buying before, which is why they started paying attention to who was buying comics in the first fucking place. The only way you're going to change that is if you put comics overall someplace that are not comic shops. Okay. You have to go to a model that is not strictly comic shop dependent. You have to go to the grocery stores. You got to go to the, the, the pharmacies. You got to go to any place else that is not a comic shop to put a product that is not the same product that is in a comic shop 
in that shop. And the reason I dig these anthologies for this is because if these anthologies strictly were in comic shops, they wouldn't sell, right? I would want a couple of them just to say to somebody, oh, you want to try Batman? Here's five Batman stories for five bucks, which is the same as DC putting out a bunch of Batmans for a buck a piece. Marvel's already done it. Every time there's a big movie coming up, they do the True Believer series, which is like, we'll take Ant-Man and the Wasp and we'll give you 12 different comics involving Ant-Man, 12 different Ant-Man stories for $1, one comic, $1. Hmm. We ain't even finishing the whole damn story, just $1. Hmm. And comics doesn't get them shits for 50 cents a piece, right? Hmm. And we buy them for like the Fantastic Four and the X-Men shit, the Wolverine shit, right? The Avengers shit, Thanos, right? We did all that shit. Okay. If you put five or six of them in, in a book for five bucks, right? And you just say, here it is, and it's not a market that needs to read the next issue, all you're doing is saying to people, hey, read this dope Batman issue, this dope Justice League story, this dope Wonder Woman story, or five, right? Come back next month and see what we got here. In fact, the, the, the posting is saying that they should be in Walmarts every other week. They should be swapping these out. Damn. Right, every other week. When you grew up, I don't know if, if we were, when I grew up, there was no direct market exclusively, right? right. There was comic shops and newsstands and grocery stores, yeah. and I bought comics. I bought comics all over my damn neighborhood, yeah. right? Save I bought them in not my neighborhood. I bought them at airports. I bought them all over the fucking place. When I was a kid, I thought they only sold them shits at airports and 7-Elevens until I moved to Chicago and discovered they sold them in little newsstands and like little old graybeard dudes sat around in the winter with a little like fire pot trying to keep warm, letting me cut the fucking strings off the Defenders comics, right? That's how you grow a fan base is you give them access to the product. My job as a retailer is to know more than Walmart employees know. Yeah. My job as a retailer is to know more than the dude at the newsstand knows. I am to give you a curated collection of shit, right, in my shop that lets you know that when you want the real, you come to me, right? If you, want, if you just want to know what's up with Doctor Strange, man, buy the three for four bucks pack. You can get that shit at the CVS. I don't, I want you to get that at the CVS, right? Because if, I'm if not you trying get hooked, to, yes, you don't come in. Right, if, if you want to know, if you, if you just want to know shit like, Man, so I heard that at some point, like, you know, there was this artist, I was reading this X-Men comic, his name was Paul Smith, and I really liked it. It was like a story where Wolverine met this Japanese chick, but I heard that dude also did a Doctor Strange story. I got that shit from the internet, but I heard it. Is there, where's that book at? Right here, Doctor Strange, the Oak dog. Here you go, bam, right? You're not getting that from Walmart. Right. So you come to me for that. You come to me for the indie shit. You come to me, Gail Simone is doing Domino. Domino is in Deadpool 2. What else did Gail Simone write? Right. Walmart can't tell you. Right. I can tell you, right? I'll hand you a uh, crosswind. I'll hand you yeah. Secret Six. I'll put all kinds of shit in your hands, right? Because that's my job as a retailer is to know what the fuck what is. Yeah. But what we want is, what we need as retailers is we can't go. I will do it. Everybody else won't do it. We can't go like damn near door to door neighborhood to neighborhood meeting people on the streets and in, in, in fucking in bars and just being like, what's up? What you do for a living? Oh shit. Yeah, you work for the CTA? Yeah, well, here, here's a comic book. I will do that. I'm that dude. Right, but but Walmart ain't really that dude. And here's the only now here's my Walmart problem. It is not just that Walmart will have the comics. It's that Walmart, Ooh. boo Walmart. But it's because their business model and structure is such that they tend to put their WalMarts in the middle of nowhere, so that no other actual small business ever gets supported. So if you get to the point where you're out of Walmart buying comics from them. You are also nowhere near any other damn comic shop, more than likely, to be able to drill down on your shit. Okay, but right? would you rather than, where would you rather than sell these things? Target, CVS, uh, Walgreens, Barnes & Noble, 
Uh, in the spinny joints? In the spinny joints? Like the they're little... just, they're, they're anthology comics for five bucks. I don't give a shit if you put them in the spinny joints or you put them in goddamn shoe boxes. Like, it doesn't make a difference to me. Like, Because I remember, that's how I remember buying comics. Yeah, spinner racks, like, the comics can't survive in spinner racks for long because they're death on comics. They yeah. destroy them. Yeah. But, like, if you, every two weeks you swap them out of there, you know, it, spinner racks ain't the worst thing in the world. They're novelist shit. They're attractive. You, you, you look at them and you, your eyes are drawn to them shits. When I go to the post office and, like, deliver... Uh, packages and shit for my customers who order from us online. Uh, I, I sometimes I can't help myself but reach over to the little card rack and shit with the Father's Day shit on it, just like scroll, like the kind of twit spin it around, right? Like, what kind of Father's Day cards y'all fucking with right now? Oh, I don't need any of them shits. My old man, he, he dead and gone, right? Like, I don't need no Father's Day card, you know? My old man wouldn't even want a Father's Day card. He'd have been like, you just give me a phone call, son. We good. Like a, like a, like a telephone fist bump or some shit. Like, you know, but you, but you see the little spinny things and you're like, you got to spin it. I got to spin it. I need to spin it. You know? Hell yeah. Do that shit. It's just, to me, Walmart is, they're a massive retailer of everything, right? But the other places I can think of to put this would involve people in lots of different places, not just in one place. Yes. It would be people in cities, people outside of cities. It puts comics everywhere. And I don't think that people really have a problem, like, you know, like, I don't, have, I don't think people have a problem finding someone who knows more, who carries more when they get into that shit. Right. When we were kids, I remember buying, like, fucking plastic baggies with comics in them where the covers were missing off them shits. I just wanted to store it. Now, my friends told me that they weren't collectible because the covers were missing. I was mad. I was like, well, how dare you burst my fucking balloon like that? You know? Now I can't buy these shits. They look so damn attractive. You telling me I'm wasting my fucking money. I, don't, I never want somebody to tell me I'm wasting my money. Right. Ever. Don't tell me that shit. Let me waste my money. <laughs> it's my money. My goddamn. money, goddamn. You know how you know how many dishes I washed to get this money to waste? Bitch, it's my money. Step the fuck back. You know? So I am, I am for sure... And, and as far as the, the original content, a lot of uh, retailers are kind of pissed about the original content because, like, DC is not giving us the, the original Brian Bendis story and the Batman, the original Scott Snyder and Superman, whoever the rest of these top flight creators are. I know these uh, companies are mercenary as fuck. We are going to get these stories at some point. Right. We are going to get them. But we're getting so much other Brian Michael Bendis content with his Superman, like his whole Superman universe thing that he's doing now. I don't think you're going to miss that one damn no one Batman story. story at all. I don't think you're really going to fucking care. I don't believe you actually do care. I think you're worried about Walmart, right? And therefore, Brian Bennis is going to be the hill you die on in that case. I would say, what's more important to you? That someone gets into one Brian Michael Bendis Batman story and then comes to you and says, who's this Brian Michael Bendis guy? What's he ever written? And you get to give that motherfucker the last damn 25 years of comics that Brian Michael Bendis has written, right? That, that person, is, now you got them in your store. You can convert them. They need never walk into a Walmart for comics again. Right. I want Walmart to give everybody their first hit and then have them run down the hill to the dope man. Right? That's what I want. I, Walmart is going to be like, like what my man uh, uh, from the Bears who tried to be like, like the big drug dealer dude who got busted. Remember the oh. wide receiver who oh. thought he was like, he was making a, the big nationwide oh, connect. We're like, but the truth is, everybody's got a weed man. Like, you, <laughs> who needed that dude? Come on, like, y'all. <laughs> Sam Hurd. Yes. Sam, Sam Hurd. Oh, he, oh yeah, he was a bear. He was a cowboy. He was, he he was, was a, a bear cowboy. and a cowboy. cowboy yes. okay. He was a bear and a cowboy, and he was busy telling dudes who had the drugs, you need me because every Sunday I'm in a different NFL city. <laughs> what he's telling the FBI this. <laughs> 
And what I couldn't figure out was, wait, does Sam Heard not know drugs are already everywhere? Is he thinking that he's going to introduce, like, Detroit to Chicago drugs? Is he like, St. Louis, wait till you get a hold of my weed? Is he thinking, oh, when Phoenix gets my weed, they're closer to Mexico than you are, buddy. What? <laughs> that killed me. <laughs> I just remember I that need day. Walmart to be the Sam Heard of comics distribution. So, so, so that when someone realizes there's actually a dope man around the corner, it me, right? <laughs> this guy said it me. <laughs> that's the real shit right there. That's real. Right? Because that's, that's really it. The, the point of the retailer is we know what's what. Right? If you can get people to get in there. The thing is, though, is that how do people make that jump from Walmart to you? Right. And like I say, I'm thinking of the Walmart back in my mom's hometown. Uh, small town, maybe 30,000 people, da-da-da. So I'm imagining people selling that. There are no bookstores. Bookstores. Not even right. bookstores. bookstores. There are no bookstores within 40 right. miles right. of where my mom lives, or where that, right. of that Walmart. Right. There are no bookstores. Right. So somebody go, So I'm imagining somebody's going into this Hazards, Mississippi, Walmart, Supercenter, yep. flipping the thing, going, oh, shit, comic books. Right. Oh, I've heard of this one. I've yep. heard of this guy. This guy has the claws and the whatnot. Right. Yep. Oh, ooh, okay. Where can I get more? Nothing. And in that case, no comic shop was missing out. Okay. Because there's not a bookstore within 40 miles of where your mom lives any damn way. That's true. If there's not even a comic shop within, let the dude read the shit at Walmart, and then one day, they'll be in Jackson, Mississippi. They'll be in, like, the New York of Mississippi, yeah. right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? They'll be in, like, the, the Bronx of Mississippi. Yeah. And then just go ahead... They see some other shit, now you're hooked. Like, the, the, the joint DC's putting out is designed to create your interest, to build your interest. Okay, right? and build a market. That's it. Because right now, all these companies know how to do is sell characters. You get you, they, they get you interested in characters. They make characters popular as fuck with cartoons and movies and video games. But none of that makes you want to read their shit. Yeah. It makes you want to watch their shit. Yeah. So this, to me, is, is, is what the industry was like when I was growing up. Now, they were cheaper, Right. So if we ain't going to reduce the price on everything overall, five, five bucks which would reduce my cost, that'd be fine too, right? But five bucks a pop for something I'm not currently paying for, but I would pay two fifty a pop to get myself 10 of these, you know? Like, there will be somebody who walks into my shop who just needs a little a, a beginner, a primer. Like, yeah, sure, here you go. Try that, you know? I ain't got a problem with that. I'm good with it, you know? I feel it. And you can also come to the brick-and-mortar joint. Third Coast Comics, baby. At 6443 North Sheridan Road in downtown Rogers Edge, Chicago, Illinois, 60626. Y'all just email me at terry at thirdcoastcomics.com, all spelled out. If y'all got any questions, if you need anything, hit me up. Don't worry. I'll, I'll take all comers. You know, I got you covered. Here at Third Coast Comics. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been. <laughs> Stakes is high. The Black Nerd Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 26. We appreciate y'all We appreciate y'all being here. We appreciate y'all listening. We appreciate whatever y'all are and whoever you are and whatever you doing. As long as you ain't hurting nobody. As long as you, this ain't going to get up on TMZ or Worldstar. Holler at your people. I am Troy Hunter, at Tall Black Guy on all things, a.k.a. Ill Gates, a.k.a. just tall black dude with the ring on the left hand. That's how we getting down right now. <laughs> I'm Terry Gant, a.k.a. Doc Midnight, a.k.a. Dread October.
That's it. Keep it real. That's it, fam. We appreciate y'all. We will check y'all later on. Did that shit in an hour, people? We did it in an hour. What? What? Look <laughs> at that shit. I stopped it at seven seconds. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Now you're going to ask people, did you listen to all of it? But now I can tell people.